Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacey Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today. And I want to give a very warm welcome to Joe DeVita. Joe is, one of the, Joe is one of the managing partners at Moving Traffic Media, an internet marketing agency focused on search marketing, social media, and display advertising. Joe has spent over 20 years working to revolutionize digital marketing and driving business growth, and he currently oversees operations with his expertise stemming from a decade at Sapient Razorfish, working with renowned clients like Marriott Hotels and various Fortune 500 companies. Today, Joe and I are going to be chatting about how to lead with SEO strategy before optimizing your website so that you can guarantee success versus accidentally losing all of your digital status you worked so hard to gain. We'll learn what works from Joe's perspective, what should be avoided, and how some businesses miss the mark. Joe, welcome. So happy to have you here today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be with you. It's a very impressive podcast you you put together and I've listened to a lot of them and your guests are incredibly knowledgeable. I'm sure you, uh, I'll try to keep the bar that I've, that your previous guests have set. Uh, we have had some fantastic guests through the years and yes, it's amazing how much opportunities I've actually had to learn and having you on happens to be, and I've learned this so much in life that, you know, things show up when they need to in your life. And that's so true for me with my podcast guests, we are undergoing or about to, a website redesign. So I am so looking forward to hearing all the things that I need to not do so we don't crap it out and ruin all of the success we have had with SEO over the years. Although I know that we have lots of areas to improve. So thank you for being my teacher as well as all of our listeners teachers today. Happy to. So how did you get here? You know, you've had over 20 years working in digital agencies. I know you and your partner met each other along the way, um, spent quite a long time working together before you decided to leave and start this. But how did this all come to be? I was, um, I was living in Colorado at the time. I took like a minimum wage job at an e-commerce startup, like basically in a warehouse and answering phones. And um, I really, I loved it. I was like, I, I had some great bosses at the time and they were like willing to teach me um, things that they knew about e-commerce. This was 20 years ago, like when Yahoo was the big search engine. Um, they put a lot of trust in me. I stayed with this startup for about five years. I ended up managing a small team and just learning, learning a ton. Um, so it fell into my lap kind, kind of, you know, a year after I graduated, finished my undergrad. Well, and then off you went. And you said May 1st is when you guys came together to start this company. Yeah, uh, May 1st, 2018, mm -hmm. my partner and I, yeah, we kind of signed our partnership agreement on that same day we hired our first employee. So we call May 1st, 2018, the first day of, of the company being in business. But he and I were trying to build things, something on our own um, for about a year before we realized we should just do this together. That's awesome. And so you came together, decided to work together, and SEO kind of is that special spot that you have. Well, that's my, actually, that's my partner's specialty. My specialty is more on the paid media side. So paid search, display advertising, paid social. So, you know, we've got a you know, couple dozen clients now. About half of them are SEO clients. The other half is paid media. So I can, I have worked in both as 
he has, but um, he is our chief SEO. I'm more of the um, I'm more of his chief cheerleader when it comes to SEO. Right. Okay. And so when you guys are working together and coming together with a client for the first time, how do you start? How do you start figuring out if they're doing things right or wrong? Yeah, it's pretty. We have a standard approach. We we it's a we, you know, the contract gets signed and the first meeting we put on our client's calendar is a, is like a discovery call where we, we build a um, engagement brief. So the engagement brief has like 50 questions and it starts with like, what are your, what are your marketing goals? What are your KPIs? Who are your competitors? Why are you different? And at the, you know, you get to the bottom dozen questions and it's about the technology you're using. What platform is your website on? What systems do you use to measure success? Um, so we, you know, it's it's a long first conversation. It's 90 minutes of like Q&A and usually great conversation. You know, the first time you talk to someone about your business, it's usually a really exciting conversation. So we take a lot of notes, at, like the whole team joins this call. Mostly our, the te our team is just listening and it's John and I asking the questions. Um, but we create an engagement brief out of that first conversation, which kind of like summarizes everything we heard. And uh, that becomes like uh, the like the Bible we use to onboard all new teammates and um, something we update throughout the years too, when we, we like to hold on to clients as long as possible. So the engagement brief is the first deliverable. We write it into our SOW, it's such a big project for us. And so you've done this. Yeah. So now if it's yes. an SEO only client, if it's a, like um, there's, our, we build our SEO program around like four big strategic deliverables. Um, the first is usually a technical audit of the website. So this is, this is like a multi-point um, checklist that we go through to make sure your site is um, crawlable to search engine spiders. We try to find anything that may be slowing down your site, actual like the site speed. But we also look at like, where is content hiding that search engines can't find? Um, so the technical audit is, is usually our first big presentation. Um, we try to get it done in the first month. And we so we present it to the client, usually with their technical teams all at the same time. And we say, you know, we've found 50 opportunities to improve the crawlability of your website. Um, so we isolate the opportunity. We say, here's our recommendation for fixing it. And at the end of the presentation, we give a score of all the opportunities we've found. We kind of score it to help organize the next 11 months of working together. Right. So we say, like, what is going to be the easiest to implement? Um, what's going to be the quickest to have an impact. So we've, we've got this like proprietary method of scoring opportunities. Um, and that's the first big deliverable. The second one is keyword research. Sometimes if a client is in like in a, uh, um, a like, we got to move fast, we got to move fast, we'll, we'll, we'll bring in a bigger team at the beginning of the engagement to do the keyword research alongside the, the technical audit. But the keyword research basically is, um, we try to we, we put a recommendation on what keywords they should be um, focused on optimizing toward for the next year. Right. Usually, it's uh, you know we do engagements one year at a time. So that is it. It um, first of all, we see like what's your website ranking for already. Then we 
from our engagement brief, we know your competitive set. We see what words your competitors are ranking for. And we you know, do some custom analysis to say of everything you're ranking for and your competitors are ranking for, we think you should focus on this number of keywords. For large sites, that list is in five, 600 target keywords. For smaller, it can be 50 or 100 keywords. When you say a larger site, like how many website pages is that? Like, what does that it's mean? Like a, like a big e-commerce site with thousands of SKUs. Mm -hmm. So it would be like, you know, category words, subcategory words, specific products. So sometimes it does get into the fives. Our biggest e-commerce client, I think our target keyword list is about 600 keywords. Okay. And then for most companies, what is the typical? It's usually less than a hundred. Okay. But yeah. more than five. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you only have, five, uh, if you have a small website with five pages, you, you're probably not going to rank for, well, you could rank for a hundred, but maybe only five are important to you. Do you need to have a different page for every keyword that you're trying to rank for? No, definitely not. You, it's tough to optimize any one page for more than one or two target keywords, but any one page could rank for, you know, dozens of keywords. Okay. And with that, um, what do you do next? So okay. you figured yeah. out your keyword, your long tail mm -hmm. keywords, anything that someone would use to Google your company yeah. or not necessarily your company, but what your company provides or sells. Yeah. I'll try to give you the, I like what a 12 month engagement looks like with us. Okay. Technical audit produces a ton of work. There's never, there's never an engagement with a client where it's like, oh, your website's perfect. You probably don't need to focus. They come to us because they know they need some help with organic search. So, so that technical audit produced a list of like prioritized okay. implementations to get after. And um, after we get through, through those two big deliverables, the tech audit and the keyword research, we usually put a, a bit of a break between the next strategic deliverable to kind of tackle some of the issues that we found. So, of, you know, what we've scored, we say, all right, the things that are easy to do are going to have a, a big impact to performance. Let's try to get those done before we start moving on to the next big growth idea. Um, so we build a project plan. And this is like the kind of nuts and bolts of like working with us, but mm -hmm. we do these, you know, regular status calls with our clients to say, you know, here's everything that we found is opportunities. Here's the kind of priority in which we think you should tackle them. We, I mean, we do some of the implementation. Sometimes a designer needs to get involved or a developer with development chops better than ours. Um, we don't do all the implementation, but we kind of, we're there for all of them. Some, sometimes the, the client has to like understand our recommendation and, and, you know, I guess, um, you know, sell the idea internally to get resources to help. So the technical audit usually produces months worth of work. We don't only do that for the first few months, but usually the first couple of months is like just figuring out the technical stuff to build a foundation which we can grow, which we can grow from. So you get into like month three and we, we start working on the next big strategic deliverable. This one is usually a, a competitive content audit. So this is specifically like from those keywords that we identified as you need to focus on, um, you may not have the content available on your site to rank for those keywords. So we come up with a, you know, we do, it's a competitive content. We use the same group of competitors to say, you know, 
Com your competitors are ranking for these keywords and here's why. They're using white papers, they're using you know, transcripts with their videos, they have you know, a million, not a million. What are, a, some, what are some of those million? This is great. No, so yeah, the, the, white the papers white, are one of yeah. the ways that people can optimize or at yeah. least set up something for inbound marketing so that you have something gated so that you can yeah. capture content. Yes. Yeah. The, um, the con it's about mostly it's words on the page. If you don't have the words on the right page, Google to your, cannot read the, it. Yeah. So you like, like frequently, frequently asked questions is a great, most clients don't have that yet. So you, you can sometimes address the keywords you want to rank for just by asking the question that you think people are, doesn't need to be frequently asked, but it could be a good question that maybe you want okay. to supply an answer for. Um, let me see. I'm going to decline a call. Excuse me. Um, other content ideas are like table of contents. So your blog, a blog strategy is usually part of this, this um, competitive content audit says like, here's all all the content you need. Here's some of the ideas that you can use to develop that content. So it's like sometimes it's a more robust blog strategy. And it is, um, you know, we say like, here are the types of your target keywords that you can use your blog to try to rank for. So it's helping clients put together a content strategy. Mm -hmm. We usually follow like the hub and spoke model where we say like, here's the five big areas you should focus on. Here are the 50 articles you could publish over the next year. Each of those 50 articles may help rank for one or two words or support those words that are already ranking on other page. So the blog strategy is usually a big part of the content, um, the content audit too. Um, those, are the, those are the big ones that come to mind. They're pretty typical, but optimizing the existing pages is always a big part of it too. And then, so you've figured out the keywords, you're looking at the additional content that can be created, whether that's blogs or white papers or infographics or whatever it might be. Uh, and then what happens at that point? So the content audit, every recommendation that went into that content audit, um, they're also scored. We, we say like, here are the things we think you should do first or the easiest lift or you know, we have re we have the resources to do it for you within our statement of work, or you've identified you have the resources to do them. So those recommendations get put on into the project plan too. So the project plan hopefully has shrunk a little bit from all the technical things we've already fixed, but then it grows again with the content recommendations that we want to start to implement. So again, if um, usually this. This can sometimes be overwhelming at this point. So, it, you know, if clients don't have a, a million resources and aren't looking to um, move as fast as possible, we'll spend some time implementing the highest priority content um, optimizations. Um, maybe we spend a month or so trying to do that. So, and then after that, we the next big strategic deliverable is a link audit and a, and a recommendation. So link audit looks at both um, your internal linking, how your pages are related to each other within your website, but it also is concerned with the domains linking to your website. It's a huge factor in SEO, the number and quality of other websites that point to your, your website. So we do a link audit and our recommendation for, for backlink growth. Backlinks are the other people that link to you. Um, this is another competitive audit. So it starts with what's 
the it's easier to describe the external linking part of this audit, but it's what are the domains already linking to your website there? Which of them have the highest value? Is there anything more we can do with these people who have already decided to link to you? Sometimes it's reaching out to them and say, hey, you linked to my brand name, but what I really need you to, it would be awesome if you could link um, to me using the words long sleeve shirt or something that's not your brand because um, it gives you a little bit more equity for that maybe we're unbranded word that you're trying to rank for. Um, but this audit and recommendation has the competitive component too. So we look at all the domains that are pointing to your competitors and we kind of, we, we put them all together, aggregate them, you know, deduplicate them all and then score them to say, here are some opportunities that your people are ranking to your competitor. We should try to go after them specifically or something similar to them. Um, so this big deliverable, it's, our, it's, the la it's usually the last of the big strategic deliverables. There's lots of little ones in between based by client by client um, scenarios. But um, this is usually the last big one for the year. And the recommendations produce another set of um, tasks that get added to the project plan. So now we've got a lot. So like we're at this point, almost halfway through the engagement, we've done a lot but we've got a long list of things to do. So we spend, you know, the next three or four months just trying to get through as many, um, you know, implementations that we can. A lot of it our team does. And some of it is just in consultation with the client's developer or designer. We don't do any um, creative work. So that's, that's something that, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's the way that we have approached our agency. We only offer the services that we have experience with and we feel like, you know, we're good at. So it's, we don't do everything. People ask for help with creative stuff and we're, we can make recommendations. We've got other agencies we like to work with, but right. we don't, we don't do anything, um, we don't do anything creative. Well, life has gotten a little easier as far as like writing when you're having to get creative writing with ChatGPT now. Yeah. And yeah. I'm assuming that that is an area that is changing the landscape for SEO quite a bit and enabling things to be dialed in in a very different, sometimes more easy, sometimes more complex way. Yeah, we, um, we, we published a blog about that a few weeks ago. We have a, we call it the AI symposium, but we have an internal meeting every three weeks where everyone on the team has to bring one new idea of how to use AI to, um, so a lot of, we're using AI in some of our processes already. So the first couple of meetings were just like, hey, here's how I've been using AI. You Others on the team should try to use this too. So kind of um, improving our processes with AI. Um, but it's we're getting to the point now where we've shared internally all the things that we're using AI for. And now it's like, well, I found this other application. We could try it. So like, we feel like that's what we're, that's kind of what I'm focused on with the team. Like, just getting as many ideas out there and letting people play with the different tools that are out there. But chat GPT specifically was the first, this was probably the first, as far as generative AI, um, there's a couple of ways it really helped speed us up. Um, and on the SEO side, I think, uh, I guess I'll speak to it, um, blog strategy, right? So we, we talked, the example I gave you was like, you know, we. We put a hub and spoke um, approach together for a client. We say these are your five, these are the five things you can 
you have authority in, you should speak to these five topics. In each of the five this year, you want to try to publish 10 articles. It's hard to come up, like just because you know the keyword you're trying to rank for and maybe the, um, the title of the article, like somebody's got to do a, you know, an outline and some research and figure out how am I going to put a thousand words? You, I, I, I start with one. Chat GPT. Yeah. So what you do is you start with chat GPT and you get your rough draft from chat GPT and it, it really helps speed things along. Um, you, it's never even close to what you publish, but it helps get over that hump of, oh, where do I start? Yeah. And so with that, so can you ever have too much content? You, that's a loaded question. I'm not sure exactly how to answer. I'll say you never want duplicate content. So you never want content that is too similar. Um, and it's sometimes you get to a point where you're really like, I don't know what the expression is, grasping at straws or whatever to come up with content. If it's too similar to something you've already done, there's really no value from an SEO side. So in that, to answer it in that, that small way, yeah, sometimes you can't have too much content. If it's not um, new and useful, then you're probably better off not producing it. Okay. And then, so beyond blog content, right? Because mm -hmm. that's, that's a go-to. Is there a cadence with SEO that you need to look at as far as how much content you need to be putting out in that type of platform? That'll depend on and on your target keyword list. So if you if you if you need to produce two or three, if you need to publish two or three blogs every week to try to address your long list of target keywords, I mean that's how you build your cadence. It's like what is the band, what what can I afford to hire writers to produce for me, or what does my team have bandwidth to write? Um, but the constraints are really like what can you invest in. And um, how much are you trying to accomplish this year? Right. Does that answer the question? Sure. Okay. And then beyond, you know, so it's blog, it's website. Um, what else is SEO? Is it looking at backlinks? Is it looking at PR that's going to get your company mentioned? Like what yeah. else is out there that falls under this kind of nebulous SEO? When people hear SEO, <laughs> they're like, I don't need that. Maybe I need uh, that. It's techie. Yeah. What else is included? It's so funny. I it's been such a big part of my life for the last twenty years. When I meet people who don't like even know what it is, I'm like, "What do you mean you don't know what you don't know right. what SEO stands for?" It just happened to me yesterday at a graduation party. Um, press releases was is another great example of a recommendation that usually comes out of our content audit. Um, so there is a there is a pretty there is a pretty detailed like eight step plan to optimizing a press release. Um, and if, if you're not doing it right, that you, you don't get a lot of SEO value from the press release. So there's like, it's, it's pretty, it's actually really technical. Usually the PR firm is great at writing the, the actual press release mm -hmm. and pushing it out to the world. But for a search engine to see it as relevant to your website, you've got to make some connections for the search engine spider that most people just don't think about. So we, right. we've kind of, we've, we've, with this document, it's, it hasn't changed much over the years. So we kind of share this doc. Well, we, we don't get in, really involved in PR other than to say, um, it looks like you're doing it. So you should follow these steps with any press release 
going forward or looks like you're not doing it you should start to do it because it's an easy it's a kind of a turnkey way to get powerful links back to your website mm -hmm. and are there any ways that you can mess this up along the way is there anything are there general mistakes that people make um content in general or pr yeah in general any either. um <laughs> I, I I will say yes to both of those. There are definitely ways you can you can mess things up. Um, is it too, too much content? Is it too long form? Keeping it too short? Is yeah, it it's usually the, too visual with images and not doing alt text and making sure that you can link in? Yeah, alt, alt text is funny. It's like for every, you know, I mentioned that like for a press release, there's like this checklist of things you need to do. Um, for every blog post, we also have a checklist for there's like 15 things every blog article needs to have, like the alt, the alt text on your image is, is one of the things that you have to do. There's, I, I would say, you always, if you have the resources, you always err on the side of more content for SEO and longer form is almost always more beneficial than short. So if you, if you only have bandwidth to write 250 words with a you know, an, uh, some image from stock photo, like it's better than nothing, but you're not gonna rise above the clutter for a competitive keyword with that little content. So usually it's closer. So I don't wanna, I don't wanna give a piece of advice that's not relevant to your entire audience. Sure. So I would, I would say if you have a, you have a keyword, a, a target keyword you're trying to rank for, mm -hmm. and you're going to write a blog post around it to try and rank for it. First, search that keyword, see who's there in the top 10 results. And there's a lot you can learn from that, such as when were those articles published? If they're all within the last three months, then you know this is not something that you can do once and forget about for a year. Um, that keyword needs to be the, the content that uh, is result that results for that keyword needs to be really fresh in Google's mind. The other thing is you can look at those top 10 results, click through them and see how many words they've written. Usually it's in the one to 2000 range. And I know that's something that's something that easy for all of our listeners to be able to do is to take a look at content that may have been performing really well for them. Um, over the years, whether it's website content or blog content, and just doing that refresh that you're suggesting, because Google so does like it to be new and new information. And so, and it's nice, you already have a blog that's a thousand or 2000 words, not so hard to add another 500 words in something that's relevant um, mm -hmm. to today versus yeah. three years ago when you first wrote it. Yeah, they, I, it, it's, uh, you know, a lot of it comes down to like, what do you have resources to do? If you have the resources to produce new content so it's a little easier for you to produce new content if you don't and you have some technical resource then maybe the best use of your investment is refreshing those old blogs right. like figure out how to tweak them just a little bit so they look newer to a search engine 
chat GPT again can't help you out <laughs> yeah. at home yeah. if you are trying to figure this out and not just putting it in and having it right for you, but at least lending you and giving you more information or yeah. asking it to put into something that we've done, put in our blogs into chat GPT, asked it to create an outline from that so that you can make a table of contents. Yes. You could ask it to say what is information that is missing and see areas. You could ask it to help you optimize for SEO and give it some actual words that you're looking for to make some suggestions. So you definitely need help from Joe and people like him, but there are things that you can do if you're not quite ready to get help from someone outside of um, your own internal organization. Yeah, it really gets you over the hump of getting started. Sometimes the hardest part is like, I know I've got to write this 2000 word article on something that I'm not like, I know it's going to require all this research and I just don't like you procrastinate because you're not comfortable. So like you use ChatGPT just to get your first ugly draft started and you work from there. Yeah, and like my husband who, it's so funny, he's a um, now retired former English teacher and then he was an administrator in a middle school and a high school and principal. And he joined our agency about five years ago, four years, four, four or five years ago as uh, coming in for operations as we were growing. And so he has this whole, you know, writing and reading and background, except that he doesn't like writing and <laughs> he's not the world's best reading reader because he has some, some learning that's actually you know, dyslexia that actually slows it down for him. So what we've found success for him is with verbally writing a blog. So saying it, talking it out, recording it, transcribing it, and then editing it from there. And that's very easy for people. If someone wants to just talk, if you're not a writer, if you just want to talk something out, sometimes that's easier, even with someone else, when you're creating content. And if someone says, you know, here's your words that you're trying to optimize for and write around, just having that conversation and flow. And then you could always pop it into ChatGPT and helping you clean it up a little bit. We'll help you remaster that too. Yeah, I'm not a great writer either. I'm and, and I don't know the I don't know if this is common or not, but I I'm a I'm a little bit better at editing someone else's writing. But I, I don't know if like great are are great editors always great writers or great Probably writers not. sometimes good editors. I don't know how that mixes, but I think because of chat GPT, editors are gonna have more work than they've ever had in the past. Oh, and yes. And again, just throwing something in ChatGPT, not suggesting that you just go and rip it off and run with that, but it is such a good way to clean up your thoughts or help you get somewhere. Yeah. yeah. How can people find you, Joe? Well, the website is movingtrafficmedia.com. Um, we're not a huge team. There's only 10 of us now. So if you email the info at Moving Traffic Media on our contact page, we see it the same day you send it. But Great. my name's on there, my contact's on there, my LinkedIn's on the website too, if, if anyone wanted to speak to me specifically. Does LinkedIn help you with SEO? Um, it is a powerful, it can kind of help you once. It's one of those powerful domains you want linking to your website. Okay. So and if you, if you post often, you can use it for referral traffic, um, but not in the sense that um, a search engine can help you. Right. I know LinkedIn is very kind of closed. It uses its own platform and doesn't really push its information out for Google to find. So the best way would be to include a link 
back to your website if you're writing articles, although you don't want to include too many links because LinkedIn doesn't like having outside sources all the time either. That's right. Any other last words of advice to our listeners today? I, 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 I should have lot. another session. We could do it. We could do it again. I would say um, one of the big problems, I was trying to think of one big problem to come to the show and um, talk, talk about with you. And that's um, before you're, before you release a redesign or a replatform of your website to consider SEO, at least take stock of the, the SEO value of your website as it exists before you push out something brand new. Try to hold on to the value that you already have. Maybe you're ranking for some important keywords. Maybe there's some pages that are seeing a lot of organic traffic. Um, you, you, there, are, there are ways in which you can identify the value of your website before you completely change it. So there's a lot that can be involved, but at the most, um, the basic advice I would give you is like, take stock of, of what you have before you, before you blow it up to try to improve it. And my only add-on on that would be, think about your naming of your company and your other platforms that you're adding. So like I made a mistake years ago where we're hollywoodbranded.com. Great. But then we created a blog and we created as a blog.hollywoodbranded.com. So it's a subdomain, which doesn't actually give juice to hollywoodbranded.com. Mm -hmm. So it's really, I have two businesses I'm running according to Google, basically mm -hmm. online. That's how they see it. So for my own mistakes, learn from it because there's lots of things that you can actually do in unintentionally that you can't fix. Like we have over 1600 blogs out there. We're not going to go back there and retitle and rename everything because we would lose all of our juice from SEO from that. So there's lots of things that can happen if you don't have someone who is knowledgeable to help you guide. So reach out to Joe. I'm sure he and his partner can help. Thank you, Stacy. Of course. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Marketing Stakes. I look forward to chatting with you this next week. I just got a whole dog to help bark me along the way. So thank you. And for once, it wasn't my own dog, but goodbye. Have a great one. And if you ever have need of finding ways that you can get your brand and other people's content. So you're not looking at your own solo journey here and how you can conquer the world through SEO and you want to actually get your brand in television shows through product placement or feature films or music videos or into a lyric or working with influencers or celebrities. That is our specialty at Hollywood Branded. Reach out. My team would be happy to chat with you and we will look forward to learning more. Have a great one.